Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I am here with the coach, John Brent. Man, I'm here with the vet, Mr. Ian Griffin, and it is a great week. I guarantee you that. It is, it is, it is. You know, the regular season of NFL is <laughs> kaput, done, put to bed, even though the Chargers and Raiders wanted to play a 20-hour-long game or something crap. Well, that was a way to end the season, man. Oh, yes, my sir. gosh. So, yeah, I have to say, I have to say, with that ending of a, the regular season and then the Georgia beating Alabama the way they did at the end, man, what a great couple nights of games right there. I agree. I agree. It's been good. So, tonight, Coach, we got – Two guys from Pittsburgh, Texas. I got up in the upper, the upper right corner, Alan Bailey, who we all know. And then I had the there guy directly above me, Mr. Jerry Jackson, that we all know. And so we're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about all the teams. Did it meet our expectations? Did it not? And who do we think is going to go forward? And of course, we'll close out with the Cowboys and a few other things. So Coach, I'm going to throw it over to you first, if that's all right. Go ahead. Man, I'm just telling you, what a great – I mean, I tell you, it's one of those things. Every time the season starts, it's like it takes forever to start. And then it's like next thing you know, it's week four. Next thing you know, it's halfway through. Right. And then next thing you know, it's like two or three weeks, and then it's the playoffs. You know, the saddest part is I told my wife last night watching the Georgia game, she says, is this the last college game? I said, yeah, and in five weeks we have no NFL. I mean, this is it's a good time of the year, but also going to be a sad time. But we will have the USFL coming out. Ooh. Wow. I don't know what to think about it. I, I don't either, Coach. That, that'll be something unique and different. And uh, I don't know who I'd even hitch my wagon to uh, in regards to all that. Uh, I don't know. Herschel Walker should own one of the teams is my my thinking. Him, uh, him or Warren Moon or Jim Kelly because they all played on, you know, one. So, uh but let's start it off, Coach. Let's get it going here, and uh, let's kick it around, and let's see what we got. All right, y'all go ahead. Tell me what you got. Tell me how you think the, the season ended uh, from the NFL standpoint, not the Cowboys standpoint yet, but just the NFL season. Alan, you start. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I, I, think, I think the season was pretty good. I think we had some shockers this year. I mean, I, I didn't expect the Bengals to be there. I mean, they, I mean, they had the opportunity. They had the people to do it, but I think – I think Burroughs is showing everybody that, hey, he's not scared of anybody. You know, somebody tell him, hey, you got to go play Tom Brady. And he's, his thinking is, hey, he's got to come play me too. So I think Burroughs is ready. I think Burroughs, I think Bengals might make a run over there on that side. Uh, the Raiders, I, I think they're one and done. I mean, they're they're good. They can, they can, they can play when they got to play. But I think they showed us their last bit the other night when they beat the, uh, when they beat up on the uh, Chargers. Patriots, I'm gonna tell, I didn't think the Patriots was going to be there this season. That, that was my big shocker. We talked about it the last podcast. I, the Patriots was, was a big shocker to me. I, I was not expecting that. Uh, I, I like seeing Pittsburgh get in there. I, I don't like Pittsburgh, but I like to see Big Ben go out at least to his last hoorahs uh, in a playoff game. Hell, I'm going to even root for him. I've never rooted for a Steelers team a day in my life. But I'm going to root for him this week because I, I can't remember who they're playing off the top of my head. The Chiefs, City. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna pull. I'm I'm rooting for the Steelers just to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said that this week. I'm I'm going underdog all week. I'm taking them. I'm gonna even root for the freaking Eagles, and I know they don't probably wow. have a prayer, but I'm gonna take the Eagles this weekend. The Chiefs. I think we all knew when the season started. We knew the Chiefs were gonna be there. They started off and went into a little slump, but hey, hey, we all knew the Chiefs. The Chiefs. They were gonna be okay. 
once they got going. COVID didn't hit them too bad, and they were able to run it. Everything I think I think pretty much everybody that's in the playoffs, except for a few, is exactly who we thought were going to be in the playoffs. I think the the Cardinals and the Rams that might be a pretty good game right there. I'm I'm kind of hoping the Cardinals knock the Rams out, get that defense of theirs out of the playoffs. That'll give everybody else on the other side a chance. And I think personally, uh, Green Bay. Hey, we we know we know who Green Bay is. If if you don't stop Rodgers and you don't cover Adams, they're going to eat your lunch all night long because. Rodgers is going to get the ball to Adams. That's what an elite quarterback does. He gets the football to his elite receivers like we should be getting the ball to freaking Cooper. But we can talk about Cooper later. But I think I think the season went great. I think it was a great season. Doing these podcasts better every three or four weeks made it even a better, a better season. <laughs> well, Jerry, tell me what you think about the season. Well, I kind of agree with Alan. You know, things played out the way we thought it would, except for, you know, I, and I said, you know, the Chiefs wouldn't even make the playoffs. I, I said that right on this show. Um, and they did. Um, I think they're going to beat the Steelers. I, I do. I, I think ben, Big Ben's one and done. I really do. My my shocker overall, though, I told Ian the other night, it, it was the Colts, man. They were doing so well. Then they went to Jacksonville. And got waxed, and I didn't even really don't realize it on Sunday, but they got waxed, and they didn't even they didn't even make it, and they were there, and they just they they just you know gave up the ghost. I mean Carson Wentz is who I think he is. I, I never thought Carson Wentz was that good. Um, he he didn't do anything with the Super Bowl. That was all Nick Foles. I mean, and we know what Nick Foles is. He's a second string at best. So, you know, as far as the Bills and the Patriots go, um, I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots over the Bills. I am. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat Bill Belichick. And that, that rookie quarterback they got is is the real deal. And Belichick's pouring his knowledge into him. And I actually think that they can upset the Bills. And in my, in my house, my wife is a Raiders fan. And, uh, so we have a lot of arguments over the Raiders. Um, I'm really pulling for a Joe Bur- for Joe Burrows deep in my heart because uh, I do like LSU where where he came from. Um, but I think I think the Raiders are one and done also, and that's just my point of view. Now, when you go over here, I'm picking the Eagles. I'm I'm doing I'm doing Allen Bailey. I'm gonna take the Eagles over Tampa Bay. I I think the Eagles are are going to get after Brady because Brady's weapons are still hurt. And I mean, he's got Gronk, and if you take Gronk out of it, and you get to Brady, you can beat him. And I and I think the Eagles are going to dial that up and go after him. And you know, the Cardinals over the Rams. I I think our Texas boy Kyler Murray is gonna is gonna beat our other Texas boy Stafford. I think they're gonna run the ball a little bit more. I think they're you're going to use Murray's legs a little bit to to get their offense going. And when it comes to us, this game scares me. When the San Francisco game scares me a lot. But I think that we're going to see. I think we're going to see a more mobile Dak. Uh, what we saw the other night with him running around a little bit. I think we're going. We're going to see some of that. I think it's like he said. You know, the other day, it, it, the big news was now the shit starts, and I, I believe that. I think we're going to see a, a side of him where he's going to roll the pocket out, pass on the run, uh, do some quarterback draws, uh, and they're going to have to contend with him too. And I, I'm going to take our Cowboys, and we'll talk more about them in a little bit. Go ahead, Vet. Well, there, first of all, is uh, I really thought the Browns would have been a little bit better than they were, and uh, 
Now I know they hit the COVID bug hard and it, it took them down in some key times, but I really thought Baker Mayfield would uh <coughs> would show us something and he showed us something, but not probably what we wanted to see this year, you know, and um but he did show that he's tough. I mean, he is like he reminded me of Romo. He's out there with everything broken and he's trying to play still. And uh maybe that wasn't the wise thing for him to do. Uh that's the first surprise. I was surprised at the Bengals. Uh, I think uh, Joe Burrow is the freaking real deal. Uh, of all the quarterbacks in the last two years, that guy is a winner. And uh, and he don't like losing. Will they go far this year? I don't know. But I, I think he's going to be something that we're going to talk a lot about over the next few years. Uh, the Steelers, I don't want them to do anything because I can't stand them. I can't stand Ben Rosenberger, being two-time sexual assault offender. But uh, anyway, that's just me saying it out loud. Um, but um, I can't stand the Steelers. The only thing that I like about the Steelers is I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he's got grace, and I think he's got class. And uh, But other than that, so that's probably – but one thing that surprised me I didn't think they would go far, but is the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens suffered from the same thing the San Diego Chargers suffered from. If their coach wouldn't have made bonehead decisions, they would have won two or three more games and be in the band playoffs right now as we speak. But their coach went fourth and two or fourth and goal twice when he could have just kicked the extra point and tied it, put in overtime. With Out momentum. of the two or three games, he would have won one of them. Hello. And then the freaking guy at San Diego did exactly the same thing. You're like, how, who goes on fourth down on your own 18 in the middle of the third quarter and you're only down by three? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. So those surprised me. Um, the, the Patriots did surprise me. But I'm going to tell you, I think the Bills are going to handle them and they're going to handle them pretty well. Um, I, think, I think that game's a pretty much a lock. I think the Chiefs game's a lock. They're going to handle the Steelers like it's nobody's business. I do think the Bengals and the Raider game will be a toss-up. Um, I do. I think Joe Burrows will prevail, but which Raiders show up? You know, that's always been the question. When it comes to NFC's side, um, when it comes to Cardinals and the Rams, I honestly think that the Rams are going to spank the Cardinals across the field and back. Uh, I don't have a high opinion of Kyler Murray. He runs. But when he throws, sometimes it's beautiful, and sometimes maybe the water boy catches it too. You know, I don't know. And uh, my opinion of him is he's a nothing more than a Lamar Jackson. He puts up beautiful stats in the regular season. And he's going to sit on the pine in the, in, in the postseason. I could be wrong, but that's just me. Um, when it comes to the Eagles and the Bucks, I agree with you, Jerry. I think of all games in the NFC East, that game right there has the potential to be a big upset. I think the, the Bucks are disoriented and they're down. The only saving grace they got is number 12. Number 12 can come through anything. But number 12 don't tackle. And number 12 don't stop the run. And I think the Eagles are going to pound that ball from three different people to include the running back. And I think they're going to keep Tom Brady over there with that iPad that he threw in the Dixie dumpster. And they're going to make him hold that thing again for a while. I think if there's a potential for a major upset in the NFC, I think that one's it. Now the, the 49ers, 
to me have been just as inconsistent as the Cowboys has. So who has a consistent day is going to win? We, we figured that. I think the Cowboys prevail. I'm hoping all the myths come true, but I, I think they'll prevail. The top two seeds, the uh, Titans and the Green Bay Packers, they own the bye. And I will say this is they're not, they're not, in, they're not where they're not a hundred percent where they can't be beat. The except for the next to the last game of the season, the last four games prior to that, the Packers look very suspect, barely squeezing by some teams that they should have beat easily. I think Aaron Rodgers is great. And as long as he has the refs in his hands, he, he's invincible. I mean, you know, I'll just say it what it is. And, uh, I don't know. That's hard to beat. Is that combination right there? I didn't mention Adams. I meant the refs. Him and the refs. As long as he has those, he'll be all right. But I think reality is about to hit this year, and it might not be the Cowboys. It might be the Rams. It might be the Rams or the Cowboys are going to punch them in the throat. And one thing that the Packers are not good on: the Browns only put 220 yards on them. Only 220 yards rushing on them, and they controlled that game even throwing four interceptions. And there's two teams that will be able to run on him. And I think that's going to happen, no matter how bad they look lately. So um, the Titans, that's a hard one for me because they have a week on. They look, hey, we can do anything. And they have a week like, I can't find my receivers and we don't have my star running back. So that's a hard one. I do not think there's a single team in the playoffs right now like it was with the 94, 93, 92, 95, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. There's not one of those. Now, I think all but two of these teams could go to the Super Bowl, to be honest. I think any of them could beat, beat uh, because none of them are that formidable. It's not like the 49ers playing the Barry Sanders Bears. I mean, the Barry Sanders Lions. There, there's no cakewalks like that, so – that's my thoughts, Coach, on the season so far. Well, I'm going to have a, a little bit of a different take on some of the teams. One of the things I'll look at is, first of all, the all covered them is some of the teams that are out that are surprising me, of course, the Ravens, Cleveland going into – I mean, Cleveland was so hyped at the beginning of the year. They were talking about Cleveland might, you know, have – go for home field advantage. Wasn't well, that a joke? Yeah. And then the Colts playing so well midseason and falling out at the end was really a surprise to me because the Colts are kind of like San Francisco to me they'd be a hard out for anybody because of the coaching that they have with Frank Rock and the way they can run the ball, kind of like the way I feel about the 49ers, that they can run the ball. They're very physical. So the Colts being out was kind of surprising me. The two teams that surprised me the most by being in the playoffs, number one is Philadelphia, because I said early on in the beginning of the year, Philadelphia is terrible. And Philadelphia played really well down the stretch. Of course, we didn't have to play their best team in the last game because it didn't matter. Um, the Patriots is another team that surprised me at the beginning of the year because the quarterback is not Tom Brady. It was kind of a last year Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Everybody's thinking, you know, Belichick wasn't the big part of it. It was just Brady. Now we realize that they both were a huge part of it. One thing that we said early on, and I agreed with Jerry, I was like, man, maybe the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. They started out two and three and then three and four. But listen to this guy. Since they went three and four, they're nine and one since then. So the last ten games, they've won nine. The Titans, the last 10 games, are 7-3. and three. Those two teams, to me, in the AFC are the, are the two best teams, and I really think those teams, if they play their best game, they will make it you know, to the AFC Championship. 
there are some teams like the Bengals that can scare somebody with some downfield receivers. Also, the Patriots. Now, this is some, this is something I looked up while y'all were talking. We always have to look at when you play in New England or play in Buffalo, what's the weather going to be? Now, both those teams are, are Northeast teams. But remember the last time they played, I want to say that quarterback for the Patriots threw less than seven, six or seven times the total, two times, the total game. Well, guess what the temperature is supposed to be on Saturday at kickoff? Five degrees, minus seven wind chill. The wind's not going to be as bad. So I think that's really not a – and it's not supposed to snow. So I do think that's really an advantage for the Bills because if the Bills can throw and the Patriots feel like they have to throw to keep up, I think the Bills will win that game. So but I do still think that the, in the AFC it's Kansas City and the Titans just because not only that the Titans have learned to run the ball without Henry, having this extra week, Henry's coming back. We also got the receiver coming back, um, and that's going to be a really big help for them. And Tannehill, we, we forget – the beginning of the year, I said the Titans are the second-best team in the AFC to me. Tannehill's been a solid quarterback all year. No, he's not a Mahomes. No, he's not a Brady. No, he's not a Rodgers. But he's in that – to me, he's a top-ten quarterback. All right, now looking at the NFC, this is this is difficult. I do believe that anybody can win from week to week. But when it comes down to playoffs, there's no way involved. And I will bet – I'll bet a case of Zevia against a case of Dr. Pepper that there's no way – that Philadelphia beats the Bucks. Okay, let's just be real. All right, I'll bet that. You want to take it? You want to take the Dr. Pepper with Casey Zevia? Coach, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> what I'm saying is I believe that could be the upset. It depends no, on how it's they not play. The upset. the upset is going to be a four and a five. Whoever wins that game is upset that they beat the other one because just when we talked four or five weeks ago, Cardinals were still going for a number one seed. Now they're the four seed, right? Right. And then the Rams, we're talking about maybe they could be a two or three. Now they're – oh, no, it's a four or five switch. Both are four or five, but we're talking about one and two just four weeks ago for those teams that they had a possibility. The Cowboys playing the 49ers, my God, I wish we'd have played Philly. I wish we'd have played the Rams. I wish we'd have played the Cardinals. But playing the 49ers is one of those scary teams like the Giants when they make a run. The Steelers made a run a few years ago. That's the type of team they are. And I'm not saying we can't beat them, and we should be. My prediction is going to be that we're going to, we're going to win the game by two points. That's my prediction. But it's going to be a close game. It's going to be one of those back-and-forth games, and it's going to be scary. It's going to be loud, but we're going to need to bring us some some earplugs. I'm just telling you, I'm too dang old to lose my hearing right now. But I, I ain't got no damn hearing, so we'll be good. All right, so AFC, I really believe it'll be the Titans. I'll be the Chiefs will go to the Titans and play, and I really think this, and y'all going to be surprised on this, I think the Bucks and the Packers are going to play again, and this time I think the Packers are going to win. That's just my opinion. I, I I think the Packers gonna uh, get humiliated, uh, <laughs> uh, and because uh, I think they're gonna wind up playing us Cowboys. And uh, uh, and what I'll say is that, and I've said this all along, is they've set it up in Wisconsin on the news what networks up there. The one team they fear wears this colors right here, and uh, Mike McCarthy is gonna go do a John Gruden on them, like with the Oakland Raiders. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's going to say, when Aaron Rodgers does this, you go here. And he calls it like this, and he does his head like this when he goes, hey, hey, ref, you got me? I mean, I mean, I mean, ref, I got the money coming to you. And that's how he plays. Hey. He does that. I think, I think Mike McCarthy is going to stand under the center and practice doing his Aaron Rodgers voice for at least one practice. You know how a lot of times head coaches will go, if we win this championship, I'll shave my head. I'm not going to shave my head, but I'm going to tell you right now, if Dak Prescott and the Cowboys beat 
Tom Brady, then beat Aaron Rodgers, and then beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting a number four tattoo on the back. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, I want to. I want to see it this size. No, it won't be that size. But it'll be right back there, <laughs> and I'll put Dak right under it. Oh my goodness! You hear that, Jerry? So, so one thing I will say, Coach, is this: is Ian Griffin's only owned three quarterback jerseys for the Dallas Cowboys. I've owned a Roger Stallback jersey. I've owned a Troy Aikman jersey, and I own this jersey. Now I bought one today. It was a, not a not a quarterback. Yeah, I, I know. So I've only worn Super Bowl winning jerseys for the Dallas Cowboys. So what do you think, Alan? Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you, Rogers. Rogers, he does this every time. He he gets them there. <laughs> he can't do nothing once he gets there. He gets embarrassed. He got embarrassed last year. That old man down in Tampa Bay embarrassed him. So same thing's gonna happen again. He raises a big – well, he already said if they make it to the Super Bowl, he's going to set it out. He's going to protest. He didn't say that. Yes, he did say that. No, he didn't. <laughs> he said if they make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to set out because he's going to protest the NFL's COVID policies. He well, said I, it heard a, I actually heard the interview. He said that the person that quoted him on that was wrong, and he said that's ridiculous. Well, yeah, that's what I would say too. I want to hear him on audio say it. Yeah, you won't get it. Yeah, he'll get that <laughs> phone call from Roger Cordell going, Aaron, I'm pulling okay. the refs off of your team, and I'm putting them yep. on another team. Right then, oh, exactly. they'll, he'll, they'll say, we're pulling them off your team. You got to win on your own for now, sucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, Aaron Rodgers always scares me because he's done it to us too many times in regular season. I want to ask you guys a couple questions, though, Alan, as soon as you're done. But I think we can beat them clowns. Just because I, you know, I hate Green Bay almost as much as Ian hates the Steelers. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a Steelers fan. I hate them too. Yeah. But I'm gonna root for them on this weekend, just because I want the Chiefs to lose, and it's just out of spite. It ain't for no other reason but spite that I want the Chiefs to lose. Oh, you hate the Chiefs, man. Nah, nah. You know why I hate the Chiefs? Because the quarterback can't get his little brother under control. Hey, now that's true because we've had that talk around here because we all grew up, or my kids all grew up with their little brother acting a fool. You know what? He's been acting a fool like that since he was on high school in the sidelines at White House High School. And you know what? His family, from what I understand, back and even in high school, Allen, had tried to talk to him, whatever. But he is, to be honest with you, I don't want to say this only, he's a little different, let's just say. And they've always just allowed him to be himself. Before you get going here, Coach, let's hear what Jerry got to say real quick on, on what we've been talking about here, and then we'll get you on there. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, I believe – I'm going to go back to what you said, Ian. Nobody in the playoffs right now scares me at all. Nobody. Because, I I mean, I've seen our good, our bad. I mean, I've defended Dak Prescott, you know, and defended him. And, you know, he's he hasn't been the same really since he come back from his calf injury. Uh, he looked pretty good the other night. Everybody's like, well, you know, we y'all beat your second team. Well, we beat our A team 41 to 20-something, so I don't want to hear that either. So we whooped their ass too. Next. Yeah, I was there for that. <clears throat> you know, yeah. so. And, and I will know. say he hadn't looked the same since we had the bye week. Since you know. the since the, the the Patriot game, he hadn't looked the same. Is that by design? Is he really hurt? I don't think he's really hurt because we've seen him move around now. Uh, is that by design 
by the coordinators and such. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but he, you know, and it just, I, I think, I think we're going to be there. Um, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Allen though. I, I just cannot, I, or Ian, I can't pull for the Pittsburgh Steelers at all. It's just not in my blood. It's, I just can't do it. And as bad as I want to pull against John Brent, because him and his, his my home love, you know, it, it just, it drives me nuts, but I can't make myself do it. I can't not make myself pull for the Steelers. And, and I agree with you. I like Tomlin in. That's the only good part of the Steelers is the fact that they're, you know, their head coach. But, you know, up here, living up here in Fort Worth, you know, you hear a lot of stuff on ESPN and stuff like that. And and I said this earlier, you know, everybody's saying that Dan Quinn has not broke out anything as far as defense. Well, we're going to see things this weekend that nobody else has seen. And they say the same thing uh, about about Kellen Moore, and I, and I hope so. But we cannot, we cannot get up 20 points and say, oh, we got this in the bag and pull the dogs off. If our dogs are in their throat, we need to let them bleed out right there in the end zone to let them bleed out. That's just plain and simple. We, we cannot call the dogs off. We have to play the whole four quarters. We can't take one quarter off. We have to play the entire game. It's that simple. If we want to win, we got to play. Jerry, I'll, I'll say this is if we played like some of these games and that we barely won, that we won in December, but the offense was spitter and sputter. They need to freaking go ahead and fire uh, as soon as as soon as we lose. They need to fire Kellen Moore, and that's just my thoughts on it. Is if if he comes out like that, if he comes out like airing out the first part of the season and and we really putting points on the board and things like that, that's different. But if we come out spitter and sputtering for three and a half quarters and say, oh, now after we're down twenty one, we're thinking about maybe we need to score a freaking touchdown. He needs to go. He just needs to go, and uh, and, and let him go coach for somewhere. And let somebody try to jump in all on that. That's just my opinion because next year I think there's only 21 free agents on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Only. Only. Yeah. And well, so you know, this team will not be there next year. Right. I, I hate to say it. Now there's a core nucleus that'll be there, but you, what do you do with all that? You know, and I, we don't need to get in that yet. Go ahead, coach. I apologize. Uh, well, one of the stats I looked at, I love to talk about stats when you talk about the last nine games that we played. The Cowboys are six and three. The last nine games San Francisco's played, they're seven and two. Of those six and three, the Cowboys have beat one team with a winning record. One team with a winning record. And San Francisco's beat three teams with a winning record. So they hadn't, you know, been behind a bunch of great teams either. But think about that. We've beat one team with a winning record in the last nine games. San Francisco's beat three. So this is not like we're, you know, we're not we're not playing great teams every week. Um, and, and one of those teams that we beat is the Eagles and they had, uh, half a squad play. So it's a little scary right now because when we're talking about playing teams that have been winning all year, not just, you know, cause we had a really good start and had a little lull and we're in, you know, it looks like, okay, we're gangbusters at the end. We're winning four or five, six and three at the end, but we're beating teams that are losing teams. Now, every one of these teams are in the playoffs right now are teams that have nine and nine wins minimum. Most of them have 11 and 12 maybe even 13, those are teams that are going to be every single game. So, like I said, for us to make this, I think it's really difficult for us to win this game. But if we do win this game, which we should win this game, we have more talent to win the 49ers game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You do have to beat the 49ers. You probably would have to beat the Buccaneers. And you will then have to beat Green Bay at Lambeau in probably five-degree weather to go play Kansas City or the Titans – 
I mean, that's a lot to do because think about it. When's the last time we played four winning teams with records, mm-hmm. 10 or more in a row and won those games? Coach, that's Coach, one, Coach, that's a difficult say, thing. One thing I will say is I believe this, and people will laugh at me all they want. We play San Francisco, which we are, and if we get out of that and play Green, or we play Tampa Bay or Philly, and then we play um, the Green Bay Packers. I honestly think that the San Francisco game will be harder for us than the other two games um, because Could there's be. so much <clears throat> unpredictability with the San Francisco 49ers and us. I think after we start getting some traction, we know who the we know who the Packers are. We really don't know which San Francisco team is going to show up, and we don't know which Cowboy team is going to show up. We know who the Buccaneers are, but we don't know that. So I honestly think mentally, mentally, the 49er game is harder for us than the other two would be if we if we progress. So yeah. that's just me. Of those six, of the six or three, I said the last three losses we've had are the only teams that we play with winning records outside the Eagles. Like I said, that was you could throw that game away for both of us. We lost the Cardinals, lost the Raiders, and lost the Chiefs. All three of those are in the playoffs. The wins that we had, Eagles half a squad, but we had Washington twice, the Giants once, the Saints, and the Falcons. Well, I don't want yeah. to hear about the half the squad and all that stuff. They're professional. Oh, well, you athletes. need to. Yeah, they're, they're professional. professional. They're next man you ain't scoring 50 on their full team. Because, because, you know, you look at us. You look at the Cowboys. We have people out all year, too. We have people all we, – we play without Dak. We play without Amari. We play without Tyron Smith. We play without, without Collins. We've been without Gallup. You know, we've been without a lot of them, too. Well, so, well Jerry, I want to say this real quick. I, some part I agree with you, Coach, but the other part is nobody goes walk in and get 50 hung on them. And we beat them 40-something – with their full squad, when they exactly. had a top-ranked defense in the NFL, and everybody said we was going to lose at home on that game to the Eagles. And what we are good at is when people don't give us credit and they say you're going to lose or you're barely going to win, this team has been good about persevering over that. Um, that's just my thoughts. I, so it's kind of hard to say because th- this team is hard to predict. It's hard to gauge. Will they flip the switch? Yeah, I've only seen two games this year where we were actually underdogs. The first game of the year and also against the Chiefs, we lost both of those. I don't believe we were underdogs in the other team we played. We – there was like two others earlier in the year. We wound up winning them, but they they came in and said that we didn't have – well, I think actually when we went to Dan Carolina, they sit there and had us bar- either barely winning that game or not winning it at all. Weren't we the and, underdogs uh, to the Chargers? I doubt that, but we can I look think at we it. were because Chargers. I think we were because Chargers were rolling then, and they said we were supposed to lose that game. I think we were underdogs to Chargers. Yeah, that was that was week two. It would be if we were. It would be on the road game. It would be a close game. But I'll look it up. But I, I don't know. Is is I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, Alan? I don't give a rat's ass about stats. Be personally, we don't get to pick our schedule. I mean. We can't help we're in the conference we're in. I mean, Washington sucked for years. The the Eagles have been rebuilding for years. The Giants are just god awful. I mean, I, I mean they're so bad. I feel sorry for them. And now they don't have a coach <laughs> or a general manager. They both they fired the coach today. The general manager retired. So I mean, we we don't get to pick who we play. We don't get to pick when we play them. So when they pile all the garbage on the bottom, 
It makes us look great, yeah, because we go out there and we put up 50 and 40. But, hey, like Jerry said, you get paid millions of dollars to come out there and play a kid's game, you better be training just in case that man in front of you goes down. So, oh, we had COVID. All we, we all had COVID. Hell, I had COVID. So I don't want to hear we had COVID. Uh, we, you know, Pollard's been out. Tyrone Smith. We listed all the guys that were out. We, we, and we, we still won when we didn't have our some of our key guys. So that, oh, we didn't have. Yeah, our I mean, team. We beat, believe me. I mean, we I beat, we beat the, the Eagles. Fans. Yeah, and we I had beat the Patriots. Yeah, we beat the I mean, Patriots without our quarterback. I mean, that's a big win yeah. out there without our yeah, quarterback. Yeah. That's a huge oh, win. No, we had we had him. We beat the Vikings. Yeah, we didn't have our quarterback in Minnesota. And we yeah, still yeah, won we, on the road. That's a tough spot. Yeah. But yeah, to answer, the, to oh, answer the question, the answer to the question for Jerry, we were three-point favorite – or excuse me, we were three-point underdogs to Chargers. We were four-point favorites against Carolina. Okay. And, and But what I'm saying is, is some of those, like the Carolina one, I was expecting us to be way over that anyhow, and they have it so close and tight that I'm like, I, I don't like to use this phrase, but you know they ain't giving us no respect. But they wasn't really thinking that we were all that. Let me just say it like that, you know. Um, but I, I agree. The schedule to me, everything don't matter anymore until now. Now, like Dak said, the shit starts now. That's an accurate statement, and uh, uh, I just think that. Uh, It'll be interesting to say the least, and uh, I think this first game is going to be our t- is is going to be a tough game. It won't be an easy. We can't go in there and yawn and think we're going to go beat them like we did the Denver like like we thought we were with the Denver Broncos. Absolutely. We can't go in there like that. No. I, I, hey, vet. What I want to do before we leave is I want everybody to give their prediction for the Cowboy game with a score. I hope you guys have that. If not, come up with it. I can I got mine. And uh, if I can, if you want me to, I can start. If y'all guys want to think about it, but I'd like to see if you guys want to go first. Hmm. It's gonna be three points. That's my favorite prediction. Is three us by three. I don't care how you get the numbers, but it's us by three. But I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you. I hope that really does, and deep in his heart feel that the shit starts now because if he don't do something now, this is how he's going to be remembered because Kellen Moore probably won't be here next season. Dan Quinn will not be here next season. No. So, Ian talking about we're going to lose some players. No doubt about that. We're going to lose Dan Quinn. And I was listening to Nate Newton on their podcast this morning, and he was telling the Cowboys all the whole podcast, keep Dan Quinn. No matter what, keep Dan Quinn. And you know what? I've, I've never been a Dan Quinn fan left or right, but hey, he's proven to me he is a defensive coordinator way better than he was a head coach. And that's who we need to be trying to keep. We got some coaching money laying around. And yeah, fire Kellen Moore, let Dan Quinn do both of them. I don't care, but we need to keep Dan Quinn for defense. But my car, back, my car better take back over the offense if, if Dan Quinn, if Moore goes, which that, that might not be a bad thing. Yeah. But I think. Three points, Dallas wins by three. Jerry, what's your prediction? 31-24, Dallas. There you go. And? I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fairly high scoring because we can we can pass on them, but we're gonna have to get, like Alan said earlier, we gotta get Cooper involved quick. Because Coop throws a fit when he don't get in and he got a legitimate reason because the boy can catch the ball and he runs good routes. He'll be gone next season, too. 
Well, I, I think this right here is a, it's a hard one. I, one part of me says this. Another part of me says this. Uh, part of me agrees with Allen. It's going to be like three points. But I think the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to keep them under 18 points. It's going to keep them somewhere 18 and below. And will the Cowboys offense score 21 or they score 30, I'm hoping. I don't know. But I think by three, I think the D will keep them to 18 points. So, well, it's a hard one. I kind of understand that. One of the things I look at is the last few weeks, uh, one of the things that we've talked about here is the Cowboys have to get out to a good start. I think they will. That's my opinion. I think they'll come out to a good start. San Francisco has had slow starts in the last three or four weeks. They come back at the end. So what I see is the Cowboys winning 28 to 26, and this is how it'll play out. Cowboys will be up somewhere around 21 to 10. Looks like it's going to be an easy run. They'll make a run. We'll score late touchdown to go up 28 to 20. They'll make a they'll they'll make a touchdown with less than a minute to go. Make it 28 26. They'll have to go for two. They'll miss it. 28 26 Cowboys is the way I feel. But I think the Cowboys will get that start. They'll be out 10 points in the first quarter. Give us a little breathing room. And then that way we can play that Dallas Cowboy crazy defense against that broke thumb boy. Well, I say this if we go up 10 to 14 points, that broke thumb boy is going to have to start throwing. Exactly. And I think you're going to see number seven, and you're going to see some others come up with some damn INTs. Well, I don't care and, who and, comes up with them. And, Ben, yep. I'll be honest with you, I could see it being 21-7 halftime, but the way that they uh, – the fight that's in the 49ers, them coming back at the end, I think they'll make a run at the end. But I think, I think it'll be about a two- to three-point game. But I think, I, I, I think we all said this. If, it, if we get it where it stays in Garoppolo's hands to throw it and you isolate Kittle and you isolate – uh, Samuel, mm-hmm. and uh, then I think to honestly, there's going to be some secondary happy from in, in Dallas. So we'll see. But you need to go right. back to what you know John Brent said earlier. You know, you put two on Kittle, you put two on Debo Samuel, Samuel, yeah, and you make you make Jimmy G beat us. Because well, they're going to throw screens and run. They're going to throw Jimmy screens G, and run. Jimmy G cannot beat us if you take Kittle no, and Debo completely out. If you yeah, take if you, them out of the game, they cannot beat us. No, and, and that's and, what you do is you put two on them. You put two on them, kind of like a boxing one, as Jerry knows, playing with the basketball with kids. You boxing one's their best player. If you put two on these guys, pretty much playing small, or excuse me, playing uh, up close and deep, and those two are on those two, and the rest play a zone around the, the back, and you have two deep safety. And I'm telling you right now, the thing that's going to have to happen is we're going to have to tackle those boys in the run. But if we can tackle those boys in the run and do that, and we'll blow them out. What's going to happen is if they start running and getting 125, 130, 140 yards in late in the second half, that's a problem for us. Yeah, it yeah, is. Stop that run. Now, I will say on offense, I think you're going to have to use Pollard and let him go. Unleash that. Get run. him outside, baby. Get him yes. outside. I think they're going to unleash him. They set him this week. That's one. And two, when we had that's 50 it. points on one and 50 points on the other, what did we do? Dak threw for more than eight yards like ten times in the first half. On both, he led the entire hey, league throwing. We're gonna be close enough to the sidelines. I'm gonna make you a sign. It says Pollard sweet left. Turn around. Pollard sweet right. There you Pollard go. Sweet there left. you go. Pollard sweet right. So Get we'll the see. Outside. The coach and I are gonna be there. Coach invited me to come along, and I was like, uh, okay, yeah. I, white I jerseys, guys. White jerseys. Hey, it's I'm gonna tell you that now. We went and broke the bank today to buy two of them. I'm just saying. Yeah. Coach is the whiteout. Uh, 
Coach wore a white thong. Yeah, white thong and Cooper jersey. Right. Right before, but before you know, before he in, I mean, before Allen got on, we were talking about it. You know, Jerry Jones went on today uh, on the on the radio saying that fourth down is going to be addressed a whole lot different in the playoffs and than than it has been because Zerline just isn't cutting it for us. So you don't, you know, fourth and threes, fourth and twos. I can see hey, it going for them. I'll, I'm I'll tell say you right this. Now. Go, go ahead, I'll say this real quick, Vet. I have coached in the playoffs, and it's just high school, okay? It's not college. It's not the NFL, okay? But there's one thing you got to realize. Sometimes in tight playoff games, tight games where, where people are really close, the punter is the best person for those kind of games. Sometimes when it's fourth and one and a half, fourth and one, and you're at the forward and you think maybe I should just punt the ball down in the 10, let your defense work. Don't get crazy and get McCarty yeah. trying to be some craziness. Punt the darn ball. Right. You got a defense. We got a defense. And let them and unleash them. But I'll say this, Jerry. And if not, whoever the damn guard is that ain't on the line, Williams or McGovern, whichever one it is, or McConnor, uh, put them back there with steel and freaking run a goddamn power eye right down their throats and just bust up that little face mask of old Boza a couple of times to slow him let down. Let Zeke hit him. Let Zeke hit Boza. Let him come free and let Zeke pop yeah. him a couple of times and see what yeah. we got. But I, well, have you seen – and we have – I mean, I don't remember. So, y'all need, to, y'all need to walk me down memory lane. Have we had an offense this year where we had Pollard and Zeke in the backfield at the same time? Yes. We've had like one of them yeah. split out wide more. No, we had I mean, a couple in, the, of, in the backfield, like a good old fashioned power eye or a, or, a, or, eye. or split tailbacks. Have we had any of that this year? Maybe, no. but I think it, I think when when we start we start out with that, and then one runs out to you know in motion. Goes in motion. Well, I, I kind of see what Jerry's saying. If you put Zeke on the left and Paul on the right, and you ran a sweep to the left and have Zeke as your as your, your lead as your lead blocker, and then you got somebody coming around the eye that's pulling. That would be great. You can't do that too many times. They'll figure it out. But it would be good to be like a third and four and third and five where it's normally a passing. You put that back there and have the decent defense trying to figure out what's going on, and you pitch that ball after like that. And then another time you can fake pitch and bootleg out, and Dak's going to be wide open the well, other way. Well, two, a week ago, Kellen Moore did run where he had like one of the guards in the backfield, yeah. and everybody like they're going to go right up the middle with it. And they pass the time. We need to be flipping first and second downs early on, get them off yes. the rhythm of what we are. Flip them first and second downs right yeah. off the bat. But we can't dink and dunk. We got to get down the field. We got to go yards. 15, yards. We gotta go 15, 20 yards down the field. We have to. You can, And I'll tell you this, guys, as a football coach, y'all know this too. Y'all watch enough. Y'all just be good coaches I am. When you have third and four or less, it is a – if you can do that three or four times in a row, it's a huge demoralizing, demoralizing thing for a defense because they got no idea what you're going to do. When the Dallas Cowboys are third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, they're in trouble. They pin their ears back and come after us. So so one thing that I, I haven't looked at at all with the 49ers is how are they on the run, their run defense? I haven't looked I at think, at all. I think the last I saw they're about middle of the pack, 12 and 14 and on against the run. Okay. So. That's about how we're running, about 12 to 14. We ain't yeah. been running crap. Well, when we've rushed for – when Zeke's rushed for more than 85 yards a game, we haven't lost this year. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I've said it all along, Jerry. I've said it for the last three years. If you get the boy 25 touches, we win. Give him 25 touches. I don't care what kind of touches. One or two. We just win because it takes the load off everything else. All right, we got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to go home. I got to eat. So, I'm starving. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it around real quick to the coach and then we're gonna get the flock out of here. Wait, so, well I'll tell you right now, 
No, no, no. Hold on real quick. I want to say this. This has been one of the best parts of the, the, the coaching event for me over the last two years is, is doing these, the fourth game, the eighth game, the, the third quarter and the end of the season with these guys from Pittsburgh. We all think we know everything about football. That's what's <laughs> awesome. So does, so does everybody else at this time of year. But I'm going to tell you what, we have to have one Super Bowl week again. I would love to have one Super Bowl week where we do it again. But I'm going to tell you what, when the season ends, I'm going to be sad for the football, but also be sad because we won't get to do these shows too, Vet. I really enjoy these. I agree. These have been fun. And uh, we, we get to mix it up with our with our, our, our people we grew up with. Right. And, uh, we're not having Sandlot baseball, football. We're just having it over the Electron. So it's- Come on, go. baby. Let's go. So from the coach. Ghost Runners. To the vet. <laughs> uh,